You guys good? Beautiful. As Cozy. always. Right, guys. Uh, can we keep that one in? Is it rolling? Who We're knows? We're already rolling. This is good. What a great start. Okay. Just a prelude to everything. This is the first podcast where we've been drinking. So two of you. I just want to clarify. It may, it may be obvious that it's like it's, what, it's gone six a.m. Mm-hmm. So we're quite tired. One of us is driving and not drinking because he's sensible. Because he's drinking or drinking. Um, but you know, welcome to Yelling at Concrete Podcast, guys. Welcome back. Welcome, welcome back. Yeah, Nathan Yellow's the only the second guest I've ever had who's been here twice. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, last time we talked about talked about reality TV. We did. But, uh, that and then, since then, the most viewed on the channel, folks. If you want to go click that, I'm sure he'll throw a link in the description just to shoehorn myself in. This this isn't just so you can promote your previous podcast. It's mainly here for Sean. You well, just see, happen to be here. That's why he's sent the stage. Nice guy. Sean. Obviously, we have Sean Falbert with us, who I would describe as a guitarist, mainly just because of the amount of guitars you own. Um, but welcome to the podcast, Sean. Hello. If this yeah. was you flashier, upscale, you could get some graphics on there, like Sean Perl. Are you saying my podcast isn't upscale? No, I'm not. I'm just saying bigger budget, you know. If... You're saying my zero-budget podcast has... Like, I'm not insulting no, but, I mean, I feel like you're insulting me. I feel like this is a good start for the podcast. If you've essentially just come in and been like, Graham, your, your podcast has zero budget. I feel like... Doesn't matter. Thing. Get more of a shoot podcast. Want to promote then. the previous podcast because yep. this one's not quite good enough uh-huh. for you. Couldn't I'm, do a, a, few I'm more. a little offended. I'm instead of, instead of <laughs> just the occasional one ones, do a few more of the old. This is actually a podcast. Glance at the camera, smile, nod, check out the previous <laughs> one. I mean, we should we should probably we're we're coming off uh, we're coming off WrestleMania. We, mm-hmm. We're currently all just a little little dazed, a little dazed and confused. Much like, boy, can we do spoilers? Worked into a shoot as well. Yeah, I mean, this will come up at the end of the week. This will go live at the end of the week. So you can okay. do spoilers. People, oh, yeah, people yeah. If you haven't seen the social media by this point, they, they deserve it. If you hear a female laugh, it's because Sophie is off camera, not wanting to be in the podcast. Hi. There we go. We, we've included her. Um, but yeah, you know, so we'll start off with the usual default question of Sean. How long have we known each other? Four years? Yeah, you know, four years. Nathan and I are still only know each other about a year. Yeah, about a year and a month. Same, same with this guy. But um, you know, what brought us together was wrestling. Obviously. Obviously, even though I don't watch wrestling in any capacity, regularly, at any time. Well, I've only been watching it regularly again for a year, so. I don't know. You seem to talk about wrestling a lot. Though. Well, I knew a lot about it from <laughs> the attitude in the New Generation era. Yeah, I've known you like four again. years, but wrestling has come up a lot. Even when we, we met Nathan, that was like one of the points was Nathan was going to be was into a, wrestling. It was essentially the selling point that was given to it. It was like, this guy likes wrestling. Walk into the room and it's like, oh, okay, there's this guy. And I'm like, yep, yeah, that's that's for Harry. And then it's like, there's this guy. And I'm like, ah, this guy. Mm, he's the one that likes the wrestling. But he won me over. Look at that smiley face. There's a lot of tension between yeah. no, us. There's, there's no tension. <laughs> it's just. I'm wondering if tension there. comes across on the podcast. Uh, uh, that's, that's, no, there's there's no blank silences. I could just. Right. Wait, the blank things. silence it's, was. 
it, it's clear that one of us plays to the camera and one of us doesn't. I yeah. think. One of us uh, does, yeah. definitely. One of us is definitely more of an entertainer. Uh, I mean, there's obviously... This is, hero. This, this is another point of there's an accent difference between the three of us. Mm-hmm. Considering me and Sean are both from the same town. Um, That's Scunthorpe, for anybody who's listening. Sound um, similar but different. Not you know, not a great deal of difference. I don't know. We pronounce a lot of the words the same. Well, you, you sound... I don't know. You're from Southampton? Yeah. Like Chuddy and Spoggy and Kroger. Yes, yeah, not all of us talk like that. <laughs> don't, don't the uh, usual accentuate some of the words. And uh, my accent's probably changed a number of times. Recently, it's gone more with an inflection at the end. Inflection? So, uh, same thing, really. The same thing as an inflection? One of the two. Who knows? The difference. Not me. Inflection was only to do with Back to the Future, presumably. Great film. Recommend a watch. That's for podcast three with me. <laughs> Films. We'll see that one in the coming year. Okay, I'm, I'm going. I'll bring this back to 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 where we where we, we started with this. Mm-hmm. We may end up in circles. Like I, I said, <laughs> in circles with this. Okay, so obviously we just watched WrestleMania, which was WrestleMania. 34. 34. See, I've been here all night and I haven't learned that until until this moment. Um, so what, first reactions. WrestleMania, thirty-four. I um, liked it, not as much as I liked thirty, but I liked it. Sure. In terms of WrestleManias, it was average. Okay. In terms of storylines, I got in the wrestling terminology, I got worked because I believe that the term on Twitter they were using was swerved. Maybe, but I think worked is is work is the better term. Because everyone assumed Roman was going to win. Okay. Now that's Roman Reigns could, for people who don't know. Wrestling. You could say the big dog. You could say swerve because you know Brock won. Yeah. Spoiler alert. But I think I think worked is the best thing because they've been basically for a year building to Roman Reigns winning and kicking out of the F five, and it came to it. Roman kicked out the F5 repeatedly and everyone just like even the audience if you watch it was just groaning and booing constantly it was it was a tough match to watch and everyone was just just knew that the inevitable was Brock was going to kick his ass and then eventually Roman would would kick out get the spear and win but what happened was eventually after an F5 after about the 10th F5 Brock won and yeah, got the three count, and there was like five of us here, and we all just like popped as if like, oh my god, what just happened? We we couldn't believe it. Like, we're all adults, and yeah. Nathan, and <laughs> like, it's like you you don't you don't pop like that for for a fictional TV show. You don't you don't pop like that for Family Guy. You don't pop like that for Game of Thrones. But we were all just kind of like reacted as if, oh my god, we like that wasn't going to happen, and it happened. But, I mean, that's that's the weird thing of wrestling, though. Like, it it seems like it wants you to get emotionally invested. It does. It's like, like I say, compared to other TV shows, you watch them, and you think things are going to happen and things going to happen, but you kind of sit there silently. You may think, oh, that was pretty cool, or oh, I don't like that. But but wrestling, the way it's portrayed, you get invested, and you can react, even though you know it's scripted. You still, you can still buy into it if it's. If it's presented in the right way, and even though you know it's fake, you can still just 
react as if it was like a real real event uh, like it's weird for me because obviously I don't keep up with wrestling at all so I have no idea who Roman Reigns is I know who Brock Lesnar is but mainly just because of the hype which surrounds Brock Lesnar and at the same time I'm like I, I don't know I just don't care mm. at the same time neither did the crowd during that main event yeah. right up until the point Lesnar actually got the win and then it went from people playing with a beach ball to uh, to people actually <coughs> realising that it was over and finally cheering I mean I still think there's like there's, there's a kid Nicholas I still think Nicholas stole the show mm-hmm. the Shows entire, the entire event of where they got a child up on stage I, th- I think that's one of those moments that is is the so called Wrestlemania moment trademark it was quite fun next week and the week after we'll realise how how stupid it was you say that, but if he comes out and puts on a five-star tag team match for Ron Strowman, no one's going to be laughing then. I mean, most people think, seem to think he's a make-a-wish the kid anyway. So it's a chance he might not be alive next week. Well, I mean, to be fair, well, I don't, <laughs> he didn't have that, <laughs> just throwing that, out there, that vibe about him, if we're being honest. I mean, he was terrified. Mm-hmm. He, was, he so, was. Some would say that that was too much for a child. Maybe. To be dragged up on stage. In front of 78,000 people. Maybe he was just a good actor and he was selling it really well. Maybe. He did tag in. Because whole, the whole business of wrestling is selling. True. And how you react to other people. And he reacted the great way. So you could say, yeah, it might have been a genuine reaction. On the other hand, he could have been just some random child actor who did his job. Yeah, I get really it. well. I get it. But, see, there's a thing like, so, okay, so what age did you start watching wrestling? Probably eight, probably about eight years old, something like that. It was the so-called new generation era. Like it was sort of the end of the end of kind of like the Hulk Hogan, Macho Man mm. era, and it was the new generation. It was Bret Hart, it was Shawn Michaels. It was that kind of era. The new, younger, more athletic people, not just the big muscular men. That kind of era. I started watching. Watched that for a bit. Stopped watching it because. Basically, it was on Sky, and we didn't we didn't have Sky anymore, so I stopped watching it. And then we got Sky again, and I picked it up again in sort of early Attitude Era. Yeah. And watched it from there. But stopped yeah. towards the end of the Attitude Era, because after the whole WCW-WWE thing, back in the WWF, just stopped. It just became less entertaining. Then, what? So how old were you even then? That was sort of 2002... So 15, 16. So what age did you start watching? Probably slightly later because I'm trying to you know remember the earliest memory, but it was during the ruthless aggression era. So I mean, you th- you call it our eras, but I, I, I don't. Well, know you were about four years old when I stopped watching it. So to be honest, I can't can't really remember. See, what was... I'm trying to track is because <clears throat> I I watched wrestling when I was like. Yeah, like you, like eight, 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 nine type thing. And then that led into maybe like being maybe 11, 12, into the Attitude Era and, and all that kind of stuff. And then I I just stopped. But like, my brother kept going. And you guys kept going or coming back to it. And I've never gone back to it. So I don't, I don't kind of get what draws people to it at that age or when you get older. Mixed, probably. Like, the old stars still being around. 
seeing how they're doing. Like, but then didn't those like strike you as sad though? A little bit, but it's also kind of it's pretty much just the passion they have, and that's their entire life and career. But it's like seeing I don't know. It's like see you know like when you see a, like old bands, yeah, and they're just they're still going. Mm-hmm. You like you don't need to be going. You could just retire, just stop, put down the guitar. Could be. I think I don't think I think it's more like obviously the comparison's been made many times before. But it's more like a soap because right. it's not like it's not all the same people it was twenty years ago. All right, there's the odd one and still, but it's it's ever it's continuing on. There's no off season. There's no stopping. It's new people coming in all the time, and like I got back into it again because I remember talking to someone at work about just like the old times and how fun it was and things that happened, and I remember how much. Basically, fun. I had watching it, and just mm. it's not so much the watching it. But it was also it's the watching it, and then talking to your friends about it the next day. It was that kind of the so-called water cooler effect of just talking about what happened and what's going to happen. See, like I, I, I kind of like. I mean, this is probably the most sport which has ever been discussed on any of the podcasts mm. ever, and I liken it to sport in that sense of. of people who get invested in like individual characters and individual teams and, and all that kind of stuff and so it does just continue on and on but it's like how do you not lose interest in that because like that's what i don't get about sport like like a football match like you, i know you both like football mm-hmm. so you watch a football match regardless of what happens it's going to be the same football match there's going to be a winner there's going to be a loser they're going to run up and down for like nine minutes and that's going to be it. Well, so the same with wrestling. Like even you're just getting the same people. You you just keep watching because you once you get invested, you kind of just have the effect of you need to see what happens, even if you don't like it. Like there was no way I wasn't watching the main event of this WrestleMania, even though I had no interest whatsoever. Well, that's the thing. Like it, neither of you like Brock Lesnar or Roman Reigns. No, the, Lesnar doesn't care, and he's pretty pretty bored of everything Reigns doesn't have enough charisma and can't carry a match but you're willing to stay up to 6am 6am 6 watching that match yeah because to, I, there's, <laughs> I don't know there's, there's not really a reason you're saying there's just nothing else think, to do the thing about a football match is you watch a football match <laughs> right you don't know what's going to happen okay everything's on the line as it's as such but like, nothing's on the line with football everything no, everything's on the line <laughs> but it's the sense of like you're playing, unless it's like a mid-table clash at the end of the season, no one's going up, no one's going down, I think. And generally speaking, you're playing for points to try and get a better position because at the end of the season, the higher position you are, the more money you get. Yeah, but you're not getting the money. This is, I think this is the thing. No, I, don't, I, don't, I can't not, feel I, that connection. You're not watching it for yourself because you're not, you're not getting the money, but you know those people playing are doing it for a reason of like, if I do better in here, I'm getting a better payday. Okay. So I'm going for it. Whereas a wrestler... They're not going like, if I do a better match, I'm getting a better payday because it's, it's predetermined. It's an actor mm-hmm. playing a role. They get their salary, whatever happens. So on the one hand, it's like, you don't get that investment of like, I'm watching this, this could like change everything because they're playing for their livelihood. Mm-hmm. It's, they're doing a job. What, what, if I watch or not, like, it's not going to change, like they're doing their thing. But at the same time, it's, it's a story. It's it's the same reason you watch Game of Thrones. It's the same reason you watch Dexter or whatever popular TV show is around these days. I don't know. Not mm-hmm. Dexter. Yeah, you're rushing De- Dexter. That's going to mm. been gone for like a decade. Gone, gone for a long time. <laughs> I'm not sure. I don't watch it. What's popular these days? I don't know. Other I don't than have Game a TV. Of <laughs> um, 
Walking Dead. It's the same reason. Yeah, yeah Nathan, you're on your TV. What's popular? <laughs> it's the same. I reason. mean, The Walking Dead has lost a lot of lot of love and respect from people, but it's, it's the same reason like you watch whatever the latest TV show is because you right. want to know what happens in the story. Okay. Wrestling. Okay, we got Westworld. Westworld's Westworld. Westworld. Yeah. Okay. Better wrestling. Call Saul, right? Wrestling is a story. Yeah. Like, it's characters. There's plots. There's things going to happen. But at the same time, there's that athleticism. Like, you know the outcome, it's all that. But at the same time, these people are really doing what they're doing. It's not like a stuntman mm-hmm. with protection. It's not a stuntman with a bodysuit and a green screen. Mm-hmm. They're really doing that. So you know you know the outcome of the match. You know this guy's going to win. But at the same time, there's always that element that the guy who's going to win could get injured. And that's going to change the course of the whole thing. They, they're going to have to change on the fly. And yeah, that's, that's, I mean, even though you know the outcome... You don't know what's going to happen because it's real events happening, kind of thing. I suppose, yeah. One of the emotional investments, like that, I found was the fact that after like two years of thinking his career was over and having to retire, Daniel Bryan was medically cleared, totally could come back, and like this was the arena that he got his huge win at WrestleMania that he won both world titles, and then pretty much two years later he's told go to retire, and then. Two years after that, comes back and makes the big return. It's good to see someone who's spent his entire life put everything into being a wrestler to to have that kind of positive impact back. So you're kind of watching it more in terms of like the passion of the people performing rather than the actual event. Yeah, most of them. But also looking to see people get hurt. It's it, it's a weird kind of it's fictional at the same time it's real. It's like the people who deride yeah. wrestling of like it's fake is predetermined. Mm. It's like they're the same people who go to the cinema and enjoy a film or watch a Do TV it. show and enjoy the TV show. Yeah, no one's to like no one no one ever the fake accuses, thing. No one ever accuses Game of Thrones of being fake because no. everyone knows it's scripted. Like people who deride wrestling is like oh, it's scripted. You know, it's like well, yeah, I know that. I'm watching it for the story. Yeah. I kind of get that. I think, they're, like, I'm never one who's like thrown in the cold, like it's fake, it's scripted. That's never bothered me. Because to me, I see it as like it's it's theatre. Yeah. It's just a type of theatre. You're watching it for the story. I kind of like, get that. But, if yeah. the storyline doesn't interest you, it's not like that's gonna. Well, some cases it does, but in general consensus, it's not like that's the only thing that's going on. There's there's a whole other roster of people with different storylines. There's always something to catch your interest. Even if the main story doesn't interest you, there's going to be something somewhere that interests you. Okay, so I'm going to throw... And, and they always... Every few months, everything's going to change anyway, so you're going to want something new. So I'm going to throw out a question. I'm going to throw it to Nathan first, because I know you'll go off on a tangent. Not to, you know, besmirch you or anything. What's the best storyline that you've seen in wrestling? I'll give you, give you a few moments to think about mm-hmm. I, I can think off the top, in my very limited knowledge of wrestling, the best storyline I've seen I can was, think... was who who hit Stone Cold with a car. <laughs> <laughs> There's, well, it depends what anger you approach from. Like okay. from from a personal, I want, I want personal, I want personal, personal. Yeah. Then it'd be Daniel Bryan's rise to the top from kind of his. The man started in the Nexus with the first NXT season. And he came in looking like this scrawny dude straight out the independent circuit, completely shaved head, completely clean shaven face. The first geography teacher, which he looks like now. Yeah. And I mean, a hench geography He was out there, and people, you know, apart from like hardcore wrestling fans, didn't really know the guy. People 
but he was probably going to be a bit of a loser. He goes from that, and like in a matter of years, he goes, he changes his look, he changes his style, he goes through a great kind of tag team with Kane, Team Hell No was always fun, but then it was the point where it was like, what does he do after that? Mm -hmm. And he kind of gets extremely over, he gets popular, everyone's invested in him, the crowd always chants for Daniel Bryan, they do the yes chants, even when he's not out there, and then, for some reason, the executives and the authority never actually bothered to push him. It was kind of the first time in a long, long time since kind of Stone Cold and The Rock that kind of the people's choice actually got pushed into the main event rather than the choice of who the guys backstage wanted. Okay. So it was nice to know that a guy that kind of worked his whole life to be at this moment and got himself over got where he deserved to be. When you say over, explain that. Uh, well, just like... Because that's the term you guys have been throwing around. Yeah. And I'll be honest, I don't know what it means. So, when... when, when <laughs> it means the fans buying into the storyline. Okay. Yeah. So, the fans have got to be... In, in the case of... If you're not over, the crowd's going to be dead. They're not going to be chanting anything, or they might just be chanting completely random things, looking elsewhere. Mm-hmm. If the guy's over with the crowd, they'll be chanting his name, right. they'll be paying close attention to his match, any, like, close falls in the match, any near submissions, any huge moves, they'll they'll get up out of their seat for they'll start cheering and well, they create or, an atmosphere. Or booing if or, he's meant to be booed. Yeah. yeah. Booing in the sense of he's meant to be booed because he's a bad guy. Yeah. Not in the sense of he's booed because they don't want to see him. Yeah, they'll basically play to how it's meant to be or how they want it to be. Cheer the hero, boo the villain. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so Sean, what's the best story on? Well, it's very personal. Yeah, it's going to on personal. Yeah. Um, getting, getting real personal. Well, it's not personal as in it affects me. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's personal, it's a storyline you choose. It's personal, <laughs> as in, personal as in it's opinion. It, it was the reveal of the anonymous general manager, wasn't it? Well, it's, well, it's the Hornswoggle storyline. Well, for me, it was the um, obviously being a big Bret Hart fan. Yeah. I'm going to use the word fan rather than Mark because Mark is a wrestling term. Okay. Being a fan... He was, he was the good guy because he was, he was a good guy because he was just, he's the best wrestler there's ever been, right. and the fans, appre- the fans appreciated his like skill, <laughs> and then he got. Just watching Nathan Twitch. <laughs> Slowly angry. <laughs> I'll, I'll let him finish. Yeah. Well, uh, Brett Hart versus Daniel Bryan will be another podcast for another day. Okay, but okay. um, him being the best and like. The the authority figures at the time, yeah. basically screwing him over, and him getting annoyed and turning against that at the same time, and him going bad, whilst at the same time, a uh, a little unknown wrestler called Steve Austin was on the rise, mm-hmm. and it was basically Bret Hart getting screwed over, turning bad, and in the process feuding with Stone Cold and him being bad turning good and just that kind of moment it's, it's the moment they, they ushered in the uh, so-called Attitude Era which is the basically the most profitable and yeah. arguably the most famous era in, in professional wrestling but that's kind of the, the storyline that kind of triggered things mm-hmm. so yeah, for me as a fan that was my favourite storyline see it's interesting that like, you both pick storylines which are quite in a way, quite broad. 
but like they focus on like individual people instead of like individual events because there's let's be honest like so there's some random shit which happens in wrestling oh yeah like I mean like 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 the most visible storyline for me is the one where Steve Austin gets hit by a car yeah and then it turns out to be Rikishi Mark Henry um and Mae Young when she gave birth to a hand yeah he was like the father that that sounds out as oh there's there's like you know there's numerous weddings there's been been one there was like a guy thrown in a trash compactor recently (laughs) in Braun Strowman they throw in some absolute random stuff but no one focuses on those they just focus on as like as the big the big breadth of story yeah well like the random moments like that if if people don't like it they just decide to to forget about them because because it's happening every single week with no with no break it's I don't like the story it's fine there'll be a new story in a few weeks Mm. so if it's a bad story you can ignore it and if it's a good story you can enjoy it for how long ever long it lasts because if it lasts a while it's great if it lasts a short time you prefer to go to longer but at least you've got some enjoyment out of it if it's a bad story you can ignore it because there's five six other stories going on at the same time you can pick one of them and enjoy so. yeah pretty much I think every single kind of comedy moment all the smaller segments that you're talking about yeah. just end up in like a clip show somewhere during like a raw anniversary show and and that's where they get remembered I mean to what that extent what's the worst story like what's the biggest leap that they've like asked you to suspend disbelief and yet you've not been able to Bret Hart being the best <laughs> what's your issue with uh, Bret Hart I, look I just I can't get behind he's 12 Bret. years old that's what his well, issue yeah, is I mean, he's going to bring the age thing into it we go but well, no, that's interesting because you're like obviously you're too I'm, I'm watching it in hindsight he's, he's watching it live so it might have been different but watching it in hindsight I just can't you know for me Bret Hart wasn't you know the guy back then he didn't really have the charisma that a lot of the other guys had did he have a story yeah. bathroom like, he, he had to like you probably know it's like he said there was some stuff with like Bret Hart kind of getting screwed like I mentioned Daniel Bryan getting screwed like there's a lot of storyline similarity throughout wrestling between various people, but I'm just it's into the habit of repeating stories. Oh, always repeat all the time. Yeah. It's there's only so many stories to tell. Because it's, it's that it is the thing. I mean, like we're like saying, it's like similar to soap opera. Like a soap opera can end in multiple ways. Wrestling always has to end with wrestling. So mm. can you can you ex- expand that past story, or is that just always going to be the way? No, I mean, you can go back to everything. There's long standing feuds like. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn are like best friends and go way back to pretty much the start of their careers together. There's, you know, guys like Lesnar and Undertaker probably fought recently, but they had a lot of things going on in the past as well. There's a lot of things for them there. But yeah, there's, there's fuses that can reignite, but kind of specific storylines between different people just happen and they just get reused. You get a lot of. It's the same story, but it's different people, so there's a slight different tinge on it. And it's a case of, for the people who are writing it, the people who have been watching it for years are going to carry on watching it because they've been watching it for years. It's just habit. Yeah. And for new people, they've not seen that story before, so it's going to be new to them. So, so do you think wrestling just survives because of generations? Yeah, you can... You can it's In like the you, same way, like, EastEnders only survives because, like, there's a parent who watches EastEnders, and then they get their kid to watch EastEnders with them. 
And the kid continues on. It's like, oh, I've never seen this before. It's like you're telling the same story, but you're telling it to a new person, so they've never heard the story before. Yeah, so. and you're getting different. Like the the eras have obviously changed, and the kind of the, the attitudes have changed. Yeah. So whilst you might have done one storyline during the attitude era, you've done it with more violence, more kind of hardcore stuff, and, and things that were acceptable back then. Whereas now you've got a lot more younger viewers or parents who kind of care about things that their kid might see, and people and things just get done in a much safer kind of way i think that's interesting like obviously when i watched it like the thing we were discussing earlier was just saying like i, I was expecting people to take shots with chairs yeah to the face you know we saw a guy bleed tonight yeah that's that quite, was... quite unusual nowadays yeah, now whereas like that happened every week that's pretty much just the result of fighting brock lesnar mm-hmm. so just brock lesnar that's like it essentially the, the stories are the same which is how they portray them have changed. Do you think it's lost anything since it's got been one PG? I think it's lost a little bit. Because like I think when I we think lost some, we, we liked some. it. Like we liked to. Well, I liked it when I was kids because it was it was semi adult without being adult in a way. It was like fake violence, but you're okay to watch it because it was men in tights. Yeah, I think things have changed. the the movement of what people actually want now has shifted from kind of a entertaining kind of people still want an entertaining match but people care probably a bit less about solely personalities like we were saying earlier is back in the attitude era you could have got across purely on your personality and got yourself into a main event match Mm. and probably not been a great wrestler at all but now you kind of need to have a mix of both and I think there's been a big shift in the actual quality of wrestling in terms of the matches is probably a lot better now than it was back then. So that's why, for, for me, I've said before, the, the ruthless aggression era was probably the kind of peak because it had the mix of some of the attitude era components and more of the technical stuff that you see today. So it's a good mix. But so it's, it's, there's always like a level of catharsism of like, Seeing the villain get hit with a chair in the face. Yeah. Even though it wasn't you doing it. Like, the good guy, finally, after weeks of being put down, finally getting up and hitting the bad guy. There's, there's that level of catharsis and release. I'm like, yes, finally, like, what's the news on? You've, you've watched Luke beat Vader. You've watched Frodo throw the ring into, into Mount Doom. You've watched the good guy beat the bad guy. And there's that level of catharsis like you get when you play a game and you're like, Blowing people's heads off. I mean, it's, it's it, like you, you still get that now. It's just it's done with a watching someone tap out rather than watching someone get hit in the face with a chair. It's. I was gonna say it's, it's less it's, violent. It's, but like, it's, it's still that same capacity. There's a very brief moment there when he said Luke and Vader. I associated it more with wrestling. It was like Vader and Bushwhacker Luke than Star Wars. I mean, I'd pay money to see Luke and Vader wrestle. That seems interesting. Implying you're alive when Luke and Vader were. Oh no! No, no implications. <laughs> I don't know. It's you, what the networks. I think maybe that's what bugs me about wrestling is that it is so. It's it's very black and white. It's very. This is the good guy. This is the bad guy. This is who you meant to root for. This is who's who you're going against. So it's there's, there's a lack of complexity, unless I'm just missing something. I think in the olden days when there was still kind of that semi everyone kind of knew it was fake but it wasn't kind of official that it was fake but then I think you could do the straight good good guy bad guy at least everyone knows it's a show everyone knows it's scripted 
and they're like telling you this is the bad guy this is the good guy but people are watching it like but I find the bad guy more entertaining mm. so I'm going to want him to win and be enjoyed by his presence and I find him more charismatic than the good guy so I'm going to root for him this is why you get the, the bad guy that's cheered and the good guy that's booed yeah. and a lot of the problems people have with wrestling these days is that people are cheering the bad guy and booing the good guy but the people who are writing it still insist on writing the same story for those characters like people want the people they're cheering for this person but they're still written in a way that they should be booed okay, yeah. but people are like stop writing him this way stop making him come out saying this town sucks because I, I like this guy just make him come out and say this, this town's good and, and make him win and this guy that's coming out every week saying, yeah, I'm doing it for you people, but everyone dislikes him, just write him to be disliked rather than write him try. Don't write him to be liked when he's not liked. If he's not liked, write him to be not liked. And that's what people buy into. Excellent. You have the problem of everyone kind of flip-flops back and forth on, if you've got a guy you don't like, and you're like, we don't like him, and then they make you him into a character that you shouldn't like. Mm. You start getting invested. You're like, that's what we wanted all along. That's why we, you know, we wanted that. And then you start getting behind him and perhaps cheering him, even though they then turn him and you should be booing him. You start cheering him because you got what you wanted. Yeah. So. I think that's the weird thing with wrestling. Like, it's one of the few kind of industries where they, they'll just change their mind on who's going to do what. Mm-hmm. Like they'll take a character and they'll say, all right, cool. Well, we're just gonna we're, we're going to make everyone hate you. That's you know, there's no I don't think there's any other app on where they're just like yeah that's that's standard practice to quickly change it and then go all right well it's not working out for a few weeks, the feedback's not been great so we can adjust it. Because it's so strange because sometimes you'll you'll get a scenario where they've written one story yeah but people don't like it, but they'll insist on still sticking with that story yeah, but at the same time sometimes it'll happen where. They've written a story, but people don't like it, so they will immediately change the story. The, the probably one of the most famous ones is is WrestleMania 18. It was Hulk Hogan versus The Rock, mm-hmm. and this was WCW Hulk Hogan, supposedly yeah. the villain. But he, this was like his first time back in WWF since the whole WCW WWF thing ended. Yeah, and the WWF crowd just absolutely loved him. They cheered him. So this match was supposed to be like Rock, the massive cheered so-called face, which is the good guy, versus Hulk Hogan, the heel, which is the bad guy. And it was meant to be like Rock just beating the bad guy. But when the actual match came to happen, people were just cheering the so-called bad guy so much that they had to, they changed their plans on, on the fly on that night, basically saying, this this isn't what the fans want, let's, let's change it up. Mm-hmm. So they changed it up and they were like, Hogan's getting cheered. Let's run and change the story to be Hogan being cheered. Whereas other times, I guess the most famous example in modern times is is uh, Roman Reigns. They're writing him as the guy they want to be cheered, mm-hmm. but he's not getting cheered. He's getting booed. But rather than adjusting the story for him being booed, they're continuing to write him to try to be cheered, but he's getting booed. So it, it's falling. It's not working. Yeah. So it's that weird kind of thing of like sometimes they'll see. The fans don't want this, let's adjust it to what the fans want. But sometimes it's like, this is what we want, and I don't care what the fans want, we'll, we'll write what we want. So it's. But at what point do you abandon that? 
At what point do you go, they're clearly not writing what anyone wants? Like, do you watch it for what you want? Do you have to get what you want? I mean, will... I mean, like, if you watch Game of Thrones, do you, like, if the character I like dies, do you just suddenly watch Game of Thrones? Or do you you stop or do you keep going? Well, the thing with wrestling, there's, there's, it's not just one story. There's multiple stories. Yeah. So there'll, there'll be some story somewhere that you like. And even... And this is the thing about being... Even though it's fictional, there's still that real element. Even if you don't like any of the stories... You can still watch it in terms of like you'd watch people dancing or you'd watch people skating or just to watch just the athleticism yeah. and the people performing what they do. Like you can go to a ballet, you can not understand the story whatsoever, but you can appreciate the the art form that's going on. You can appreciate the skill and the dancing of the people involved. Yeah, I think it's again coming back to like why like why you watch wrestling as a kid of. Like, I, like again, I could never get into football. Mm-hmm. I could never get into sport in any way, but I'd watch wrestling. And it was more... Because I knew it was fake, the attitudes, opinions didn't bother me as much. Whereas, like, I watch football and I'll see a football player and think, that football player is a bit of a dick. Mm. I ain't going to watch that guy. Whereas with this, it's like, it's a story. It's fake. So the, knowing that mm. helps watching it, I guess. Mm. Okay, I guess I don't know. What do you look for in entertainment wise? Yeah, it yeah, varies. I think. I mean, what's your what's your what's your, what's your ideal storyline right now? If you if you could look at it where we we are like now, and what we've just seen on WrestleMania thirty four. I don't know why I'm doing this. <laughs> Yeah, we're again because obviously neither of you expected the the outcome which we got. No, from the not, final. not for the main event. Nicholas threw it away. You know, you got <laughs> was... you got Brock Lesnar retaining his title, yeah. which I, a title I didn't even know existed. Yeah, it looks <laughs> that title does not look good. Yeah. Um, how do you follow that? But the if you and it, how do you follow that? And if you don't get what you want, you gotta keep watching. Well, yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> I mean, that's the point. I mean, I, I've probably said it before. I mean, I'm sure loads of wrestling fans have said that. Oh, right, well, if this has happened, I'm gonna stop watching. But there's just something once you've got such a connection to it, you just watch again, and you're like, I'm sure they'll fix it. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna give me what I want eventually, and you just keep going back in in hope, probably more than anything, like. There's definitely times where you just sitting there like, well, that was bad, but can't get any worse, can it? And then I mean, you, it gets you're worse. You're essentially just it's... describing it like a gambling addiction. Of like, you you keep throwing your money at it until you're like, oh, every once in a while, I might get that little payoff where I get what I want. That's that's probably what it it might have might have become for some people. It's just well, the there is there is a sense of routine for me because it's. I get in on a Monday night, and I watch Raw. That that's my Monday night. That's that's my thing that I do. And Tuesday night, I watch SmackDown. So it's like, like I say, you can, or like I alluded to earlier, you can not like the storyline, but there's still the athleticism on display that you can appreciate. So even if you don't like, oh, this guy's gonna win. Yeah. You can still enjoy the match of how he wins. Okay. Yeah. It makes sense. I see that. Yeah. I think it's it's one of those weird ones as well. Like I mean, we we made jokes throughout the night as as we've gone on and when we've got drunk. It's pretty homoerotic. I'm just gonna throw that out there. 
Like, it's one of the few sports which, like, your parents will look at and you go, right, this is essentially just large, muscular men throwing each other around. There's women, too. There is women, too. We're about well, back when I was a kid, there wasn't that many women. But it sounds more like your kind of issue. I mean, I was watching Greek wrestling. It was nothing but oils and, and wine clubs. Just more. Oh. But they're like, like, women's wrestling's taken off big. But again, yeah, like, this is the thing. Like, it's a heavily, like, sexualized sport. And, like, as a kid, you know why you want to watch it. But at the same time, like, parents are just like, yeah, all right. And I, I think saying it's sexualized and it's mostly men grappling with each other. It's mostly women as well. That comes from, like, not watching it as such. It's just seeing a picture of it and not watching it. It's like, oh, yeah. that's, that's two men in pants hugging each other. That's gay or whatever. A lot and, of these guys are actually, like wearing full ties and stuff. If you watch like a UFC match, yeah. some of those guys are wearing like very tight, short trunks. And no one's really going on at that for being... I mean, I... You know, UFC is way more homoerotic than You could say WWE. the same thing about yeah. a rugby scrum or boxers in a clinch. It's... I mean, I do. Just... Alright. Well, we're not talking about you. We're talking about the general population. So there's people... But no, this is the thing. Like, I'll look at it as a person on the outside and go, how is no one else seeing this? As, people as, are seeing it. What it is. But you could, like, at the same time, people are just, like, okay with it. But they'll be very uncomfortable with anything which is even slightly gay, obviously. So, like, like, like you guess it's like something like ballet, right? So you take ballet, and you take a kid who's interested in ballet, and they want to put a poster on the wall of their favorite ballet dancer or whatever, like male, female, whatever, and their parents will look at that and be like, all right, well, this is a little weird. You know, my, my, my boy's introduced interest in ballet. But then if he's about to take a picture of, like, Triple H in his trunks, oiled up, slaps on his wife, like, no, nah, that's fine. I'll put it out. I still have a DX poster <laughs> hanging around somewhere. I mean, I had a Goldberg poster on my wall. Yeah. It was never a big deal. No, it's... But uh... if I'd have put a dancer on my wall, I know at some point my dad would have had a conversation with me and been like... <laughs> Are you, are you interested in dance? Is this a, is this a thing? Yeah, I don't feel like wrestling ever brings this conversation. Yet it is overtly quite more sexualized. I mean, the, the costumes for the women we were discussing throughout the night. Mm-hmm. You know, that's obviously been taken a lot more seriously in recent years. But back in the day, it was nothing but boobs. Like the, the but my parents wouldn't have questioned that because it's wrestling. Whereas if I'd have gone out and got a Playboy bunny and put my that on my wall. My parents would be like, yeah, it's, it's, it's a bit too much. A bit too much. So I mean, right. I, I had Lita, I had Lita, the wrestler, on my wall. I yeah. had China on my wall, who is now apparently a porn star, as I've learned through. Well, she's now dead. She's well, she's dead. dead, but yeah, she was. Yeah. I mean, well, I, 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 I just don't that. get how it gets past the barrier. Like, how does it get a free pass? It's just the over-the-top nature of it, I, I guess. think a lot of it, like people who are saying it sexualizes them, is people who don't watch it. It's like the same people who say... Like, oh, this video game, you get points for killing police officers. It's like, no game has given out points in 20 years, you know. Like, you've not you've not played it. You've just looked at a, a still screen yeah. and made a judgment on that. If you go watch it, it's not sexualized. It's not two people in the ring going, oh, he's going in for the kiss or he's going in for the fucking him in the ass. <laughs> it's not like that at all. There's no... There's no, like, oh, maybe the Attitude Era is, like, the whole sex sells thing, but... There was a lot of that Attitude Era. I think Attitude Era was sold on sex and violence. Like, it's not sold on sex. Like, 
yes, there's attractive people in it, but that's because in this day and age, it's apparently it's a crime to be attractive. But I know I get it, arrested all the time. It it's Same. not it's not sold on being a sexual thing. So uh, okay, and so people who watch it don't watch it well. Yeah, they might be the odd edge case, but people don't watch it because oh, I like to see two men in pants grappling yeah. each other. If that's what they wanted to see, they would go get some porn involving two men in pants grappling with each other. Okay, so to this bring is around, still a wrestling. Podcast. Yeah, we're just still on a wrestling. Podcast. Well, it's not a wrestling podcast per se. Okay, we're bringing that around. So obviously, the sex sex will will take out. But do you think it teaches people to solve things with bad ones? No, but because every storyline ends with violence. Not all of them. Like I don't overtly because I don't think particularly TV shows or anything teach you that with violence. But wrestling has that as their solution. Some is of to them fight <clears throat> each other. Some of them end with just hugging it out. Some of them don't get a conclusive end. Some most end with the violence. But that's uh, that's one of the things you could you could twist to fit your point of view. Yeah. On the one hand, you could say it's teaching people to solve their differences with violence. On the other hand, you could say you're selling, right, you've got a difference, right, we're going to solve it in this, in this scenario with a strict set of rules that you have to abide to, and you, like, once it's done, it's done with. Like, yeah. Do you think, like, I mean, that's the thing with, like, wrestling stars. Do you think it, that sometimes they just drag it on too much? Like, like, like with the match tonight, so, like, Roman Reigns... Obviously, lost way in a while. We saw Cena and Undertaker. That's been waiting for like a while. Mm-hmm. That's not going to get dropped after tonight. So nothing's been solved. Mm. They fought it. Do you think they do that too much? It depends. Yeah. What what storyline it is? If people find the storyline interesting, basically at the end of the day, it's a business. Yeah. If people are interested, they'll keep it going as long as they possibly can. If people really, really want to see person A fight person B, they're going to make it last as long as possible without them fighting. As long, if people are interested in seeing it, they'll drag it out as long as possible. Mm-hmm. So people will pay money to eventually get to see it. If people aren't interested in seeing person A person B, generally speaking, mm-hmm. they'll decide people aren't invested, they're not going to get any money from this, we'll drop it and find something else. All right, there's... There's occasions where there's stubbornness involved and they're going to do it, whatever. But generally speaking, this person buying this person is going to make some money. The longer we drag it out, the more money we can make. And if people are still interested and um, willing to pay to see it, they'll they'll drag it out as long as possible. Okay, i got another problem with wrestling. I'm just going to pick a few problems. The acting in wrestling. Not not so much the (coughs) in-ring acting, but who is the the worst on-mic actor you know? Well, just like kind of like, all that. like interviews going into the ring calling people out like because I, I seem to see a lot like Triple H to me is not a good person on a microphone but a, a lot of people the common answer the giant one would probably be a common go to Roman Reigns but he's not actually the I mean, worst he wasn't too me. bad like, but why no when he's on mic he's really not the worst especially you know he, he's not the best but he's doesn't deserve too much discredit and especially when he's like pre-booked for a certain amount of things but there's, there's definitely guys who either just don't carry themselves well or and come across as boring lose track of what they uh what they're saying problem is these days back when it was sort of rated mature mm-hmm. a lot of people were given free reign to say what they wanted to say 
True. Now, some people are just... That's how we got a classic Booker T moment. Some people are just naturally more charismatic than other people, so they can just talk in front of people and it's fine. Some people struggle. Yeah. So those people who struggle were given a little bit of help and told, hey, say this, or go go on this kind of thread. Maybe they'd struggle, maybe they'd make it. These days, because it's more PG, everything is very kind of... Everything is scripted, like you have to say this. Right. Now, some people can read a script and they can they can act, they can say it charismatically. Some people are not very good at that and they read a script and you just know that it was written by someone else who doesn't know the person, so mm. it just doesn't sound real. But they know if they want their money at the end of the week, they have to say what's been given to them. So they'll try their best, but it just doesn't work sometimes. It's like a combination of bad acting and bad writing at times, but... Yeah, sometimes. it's a case of like people can't deliver the lines, but at the same time, those people giving the lines aren't giving the lines to the personality of the person. Yeah, that's fair. Do you um, think, like, I mean, obviously back in Attitude Era, there's a lot more. To me, there's a lot more characters. Like, I mean, like, we, we rewatched Raw, that episode of Raw, mm-hmm. with like different people in it. You had different people like Cactus Jack, Sky Too High, Kane. I don't think like, there's, an, there's that many characters. There seems to be a very generic trend of this is Guy. Guy is good at stuff. Well, we're in the kind of like... Do you think... I mean, because that the, kind of the, goes in with the PG thing again. Like, it seems like they've stripped back some of the, the mythology for people because well, they want I mean, it to the, be the, more the whole, like, straight. You can't, Re- realism thing. Like, yeah. everyone knows it's fake. Yeah. Look back... All right, back your eight-year-old kid watching it might still believe it's real but generally speaking most people know it's fake so you can't have like too outlandish a person because everyone knows it's not real so you've got to be more real as in rather than being like hey I'm Joe the Destroyer from Mars it's like you're not from Mars you're from you're from Kentucky so now you've got to be I'm Joe from Kentucky and I'm going to try and win the match because I'm the best rather than I'm Joe from Mars and I'm going to destroy the world. I think you can tell the main difference in just the, the different names that have changed. Like back then, when people like The Undertaker and Kane yeah. were both believable kind of, these guys are really like huge guys. They're, they're monsters that way above everyone else. And they've got names that people on the head of like now it's a case of everyone comes in with literally just a regular everyday name come in from an everyday place and they just have to get over as a genuine like especially like the internet people go who's this guy oh it, it turns out he's john smith from yeah, New York yeah. City. i was gonna say like do you think the internet's kind of ruined part of that yeah like, like where you can't because it was like the pageantry relied on a lot on people just not being able to look things. Yeah, yeah, the internet's played a lot into. There's more spoilers <clears> that <throat> kind yeah. of come out by accident. There's you know a lot more kind of a, a bandwagon mentality from it. But there's positives like the memes. Obviously, yeah, you're part yeah. of the memes. Yeah, you're part of the meme industry. Playing them up. People that main event people memes. can use that as a tool as like realism. They can use realism in storylines to drive it further. Yeah. If they do it correctly, just it, it all depends on who's writing that. And I mean, it, I think it comes I, down to the talent of the writers, basically. I think I miss the pageantry. I think that's what I, I kind of miss. I mean, I grew up on like Sting, you know, and his, his classics. Mm-hmm. And his, Walk down to the ring with Robocop. Yeah, you know, they're, they're, they're busting out the big guns there. You're not going to get that nowadays. No. <laughs> Yeah, you get Kid Rock, like, though. Taker, Kane, they're quite 
obscure backstories back in the day. Well, you know, the old, kind. Old, like half brother yeah. storyline of Cain burned the house down. Yeah. Killed Got a disfigured face, yeah. and it turned out that he wasn't actually that ugly. Just a regular looking guy, just like a normal guy. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, even I try to just enjoy it as a show. Yeah. But even these days, like before, like when I watched it 15 years ago, I was like, oh, you know, what's going to happen week to week? Who's going to win this match? I'm not going to, you know, yeah, I'm not going to know. Whereas now it's more like. I kind of know who's going to win this match because I know next month he's booked to do this and I know next month he's he's going, to, going away to film a film. So you kind of know that he's going to lose at a certain point and things like that. And yeah. Even without trying to know that kind of stuff, just because of how much social media is part of our lives, you, you kind of learn that stuff. Yeah. It's a lot of unintentionally running into... It's like, oh, turns Sports. out that this wrestler is going to play this this part in this big film that's coming out. So that means you know that in, in a month's time that that wrestler is going to lose because he's going to be have to written off screen because yeah. he's going to be wrestling because yeah. he's going to film films. So it's like, 10 years ago, you were like, 15 years ago, like, oh, who's going to win this match? Oh, I don't know. Whereas now it's like, I know this guy's going to win because this guy's going to have to get written off TV yeah. because he's going to go film the film. It's like, you just you just learn how the tricks work, like, like take the standard ladder match. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, there's all the spots and everything, but you know the whole thing of like someone climbing the ladder and get, reaching up and, oh, someone comes out of nowhere to, to spell the lock. You can kind of tell when someone's going to win purely by the camera angle, especially yeah. in WWE because they have that fixed camera. And if someone's climbing the ladder and they're facing away from it, you know they're not going to grab it because they need that shot of the front on the face, them grabbing it and going, hey, I've won. Yeah, this is so, usually the classic. So if they're facing away, the tension's lost because you know not, they're not going to win because they need that shot of them front-facing, grabbing the thing. Yeah. So you know that when it's, it, the match is ending, when there's no one in the ring, the ladder's in the middle, and they're climbing up, facing the camera, mm-hmm. you know that that's the end. And just things like that is... Yeah, think- with ladder matches, you tend to see a lot of people climbing like five rungs short reaching up and trying to <clears throat> grab it desperately when this is this is one of those things that um talking like a proper internet smart here but uh, the difference between like wwe and new japan right wwe the wrestlers perform for the camera yeah new japan the cameras follow the wrestlers okay yeah that makes sense so like WWE is like the camera's here, the camera's here, the camera's here. Yeah. So when you're doing your move, make sure you're looking at the hill and make sure you're facing this way. Whereas New Japan is more like you do your thing, and we'll be running around the ring trying to capture the best angle. Yeah. So I mean, does Japanese wrestling because that was like always seen way more of the top Japanese wrestling? But is that still in that state? I don't know. I think there's. Or have they done what? Have they done what everyone else? So, some people will tell you that that's better. Some yeah. people just say New Japan is better, WWE sucks. Yeah. And then you get other people like WWE is great, New Japan sucks, whatever, whatever. But anyone with like half a brain will tell you like both things have their advantages. Like the camera following the wrestlers has the advantage of it, it feels more real. Mm-hmm. Whereas the wrestlers playing to the camera has the advantages of you're going to get the best shots and you're going to get those replay moments that you can watch over and over again. Oh my God, that was so good kind of thing. Like, like you must have like a, a TV show or a film where it's just like, there's a certain scene that you like watching over and over again. Mm-hmm. Now, in a wrestling match, if that scene's like played to camera, you can 
get that scene and it's going to come out how you want it and you can watch that over and over again which is what people want the replay value you can buy the DVD you can buy the network kind of thing mm-hmm. whereas the following the action you get that kind of live it feels more real you don't know what's quite going to happen like like the camera's not going to be in this fixed spot so you know that a spot's coming it's, yeah. it's kind of like on the edge at the time kind of thing you might miss something because the camera's not in the right place but at the same time it feels more real so they both have the benefits really mm-hmm. What do you think, Nick? Are you, are you more Western or Japanese than this? I'm, I'm probably pretty much all WWE. Yeah. But that's more Have you only ever watched WWE? No, no, I've watched I mean, Ring of Honor. You grew up in the time when it was WWE. Yeah, um, but no, like, I, I do, you know, I've watched WCW stuff on the network, I've watched, you know, all the stuff on the network, but I've also watched current stuff like Ring of Honor, New Japan, other, like, independent promotions. But uh, I just don't have kind of the probably the time or just the dedication to follow that much yeah. content and keep up with everything. So whilst you know there's probably a lot of great stuff happening in these other promotions, it's just I already struggle probably enough to keep up with WWE based content. So I'll just stick with that. It's got the guys I know, the guys I'm invested in, and I'll just take a look online if someone says there's a good match happened over in New Japan I'll be like oh you know, give that a watch then yeah. but there's more wrestling than there is time to watch it yeah, yeah. Like, and obviously there's people out there who do make time and are much probably more invested than I am <laughs> and find the time to follow every promotion but just uh, for me it's kind of sticking with one quite happy with what I'm seeing invested enough in that to just keep up with it and, yeah. and watch do you watch East Enders or do you watch Coronation Street? Or do you watch both? It's... Yeah. I mean, some people do. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's one of those things that like we're saying with the predictability of it or knowing extra things about knowing where people are going to be and that thing, kind of thing. So do you think that's... Do you think we're in an age where that is due to your age? Like, you're both older than the most average wrestling watcher, I'd say. Because wrestling's supposedly marketed at 12 to 16-year-olds. Yes, I mean, it varies. Like, if you look at the crowd tonight yeah. for a WrestleMania event, it's probably packed with people from all over the world, packed with more adults than children overall. Yeah. But then the thing with, like, a WrestleMania event, I always think is you're going to get more adults just because they can afford to go. Yeah. Whereas, like, children will watch TV. Well, I think, if, yeah, if you just see an everyday, like, Raw or SmackDown, yeah. then there's probably more families there because it's going to be cheaper to get to and more accessible I mean yeah I guess we're saying is is there an age limit to wrestling like is there an age do you think where you guys will just stop watching it I mean obviously I I got to an age where I I just didn't watch anymore now I watch it as like a nostalgia thing once in a while I think it'll probably be when I just don't have the time to watch it right yeah at the moment I have the free time to watch it whereas eventually I won't just be a family show settle down yeah, get some kids. I mean, it's that it's that single lifestyle dream, right? Just getting in and watching wrestling. It's <laughs> not everyone's single lifestyle dream. Going out and watching wrestling. No, but like, yeah, it's sorry you have to live. Like I mean, this. you know, but yeah, this is actually an joking. Is, joking aside, it's just you know, yeah. I have I have the time to watch it. If I didn't have the time, it's not like. It's like, oh my god, I missed wrestling this week because yeah. I was out with my wife. I must go watch it. It was like, oh, I missed it this week. You don't have a wife. No. 
Not that we know of. I'm talking hypothetically. It's interesting that you say that. Like when you think of something like football, there's a lot of people out there who are into football who would be like, oh no, I need to catch up on this, even though I was out with you know family doing this. So. Mm-hmm. Or it'll be really pissed. Is that football's so. football's ninety minutes, two hours a week wrestling? You're talking if you're really into wrestling, you're talking eight. You could easily watch eight hours a week at least. Yeah, two that's hours a lot of wrestling. Time. That's two it hours is. a night. There's, there's a lot of it out there, and if you're really into it, that's a lot of your time. That's a huge consumption of it time. Is. For something you which you've just, essentially said is the same storyline. You could cut it down. You could just watch highlights, so skim through it. If you pre-record it, sometimes I, I miss bits of it, and I'll just keep up to track with like the the storyline of that week. If it's not been a particularly kind of um, fun one or one that seems like a great deal's happened, I'll probably just watch like, the YouTube clips of the show. But I'll keep myself updated enough that I can still follow what's going on and uh, enjoy it. Yeah, and these days it's so ubiquitous with social media. There's there's millions of reviews and podcasts out there that you can so if you miss it that week you don't have to go out and watch it because you can listen to someone talk about it for 20 minutes on your commute to work you could download a SoundCloud or whatever or listen to a podcast and they'll review it for you in 20 minutes rather does, than sitting there for 3 hours and watching it I mean does wrestling suffer from the thing which obviously YouTube's introduced of reaction commentary videos just kind of overtaking actually watching the show I think it does suffer a little bit. Like, a lot of times with Nathan, I was like, "Did you watch Raw this week?" Yeah. Like, no, I just, I just saw, I watched the highlights on YouTube, kind of thing. I think for a lot of people, like, especially the company, like, on one hand, they'll be like, "Oh my, like, it's the the most watched thing on YouTube this week, hundred million views." But the same thing was like, their actual TV ratings are down and. Yeah. Well, basically, the TV ratings are where they make a lot of their money. So it's well, yeah. I mean, that's, that's that's an interesting point. So, like, essentially, the the rumor is that TV's dying. No, TV is. I know, Nate. You're gonna you're gonna <laughs> suffer. There's gonna be nothing left for you, right? So TV's dying, but wrestling is a is, is essentially something which relies on television, mm-hmm. relies on live shows, relies on having that live broadcast. Do you think there's there's a way for it to survive? I think it's could it to, survive just online? I think it could survive probably solely on the network. They have like, to. I think they just have to en- embrace it. It's like if you try and if you release a show, mm. like there's going to be hundreds and there's well thousands of people out there like getting on YouTube, reviewing it or whatever. Yeah. Throwing some clips up there. Now you can either like try and fight every single one of those clips and try and take them down, or to be like. It's a losing matter. Rather than trying to fight everyone who's putting a clip up, I'm just going to put my own clip up. And rather, hopefully, people will come watch the official clip yeah. than the unofficial clip. I mean, I think WWE has done that more recently. I mean, obviously, they have their own channel now. Mm-hmm. So they've started to corner the market on it. And especially with live events, you want to be... They're hoping you want to be the person who watches it live and talks about it rather than the person who reads about it. Yeah. It... The more people they want to get to talk about it, then okay. yeah, like so. we'd rather get hundred people talking about it than fifty people talking about it and fifty yeah. people reading about it, kind of thing. Yeah. All right, I'm going to ask for some predictions now. Just okay. Gonna, just going to throw out some some random things and uh, who's next to retire? Kurt Angle. I think Kurt. 
He was he was looking a little slow. I'm going to look. He, he needs to retire. There was a couple of naps during that match. He 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 can't go anymore. He's too injured, and he needs to stop pretending he can go. He's, he's, he's not. He's, so he, he's just like yeah, just stop. I mean, just like. I mean, take a game back. I think a lot of people they want that last good match from someone, but the problem is like he just. He's too injured and he's, his body's too damaged. He can't risk doing that. Yeah. Like, if he wants to be able to, like, live the rest of his life not in a wheelchair, yeah. he's got to not do it anymore. Yeah. No. I'd, I'd probably say Kane. You think Kane should Yeah. I, I, I'm not saying he should. There's a chance the man could do what Undertaker's done and really hit the gym hard, get himself kind of back into the shape that he was in a while ago and get some of his intimidation factor back. But I think he's he's done a lot of things. He's also got a lot of things going on inside now, like his political kind of career that he's doing now. Mm. And I think he's been there so long, and people, you know, have a lot of respect for him that he he doesn't need to go out and do anything again. There's not a great deal that they could kind of force him into where people would really be back on the cane bandwagon. So I think it'd just be an ideal time to kind of give him like a final run uh, and see him out and let him let him enjoy a good retirement you know he's he's always been there and helped like the younger generation out and a lot of people in the company always can talk highly of him so. yeah I mean both of those people are people I, I thought should have retired a while back but I remember them from the older days mm-hmm. I mean I'm so happy that Ric Flair's retired <laughs> mainly just because he's the most annoying man I've ever seen but woo <laughs> 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 Okay, so uh, next international title, who's, who's, who's getting it? Who's going to be Brock Lesnar? Oh, he's the universal champ. Uh, I mean, I'm chance... expecting the internet to explode with your answers, by the way. It's just You're going to come under heavy fire because I'm going to tag the crap out of this. Go for it. I mean, the wrestling community likes you're the... You're putting your opinions on Likes line, to jump yeah. on any opinion ever. So. I mean, I'd happily just say someone like, absolutely throw in a randomer and be like AJ Styles but <laughs> I mean going for the WWE champion to be universal champ as well as that I mean that seems like this is that's the progression right see, that's, that's, the, that's the ball move yeah. you're going for for I me think, I think it, it, it's it's got to be brought off in I think yeah. yeah I mean you look at it there's a kind of stacked class of people who lost the title and haven't had a rematch Kevin Owens Finn uh, even Goldberg, obviously Goldberg Hall of Fame. There's a chance he might go back trying to take it again, but I don't think anyone really wants that. I think um, he got the like. I kind of want that. Finn, Finn's the guy. <laughs> he he never lo- he won it, but he never lost it. He had to he had to give it up because he got injured. Right. Okay. But he's never had his like official one on one on watch rematch kind of thing. Like he's been involved in like multi man matches, but just never like the pure one on one match. So I think people want to see that. And also Braun Strowman, he just he's so over that people just want him to have like. Yeah. On the one hand, he's so over that he doesn't need the belt, but at the same time, it'd be nice to give him the belt. Yeah, it was like a solidification of. I mean, neither of you said Matt Hardy. I'm surprised. No, I don't think WWE Matt Hardy is the would... best transition I've seen. In I mean, it'd be amazing. <laughs> it's great. It's not going to happen because be. I think in terms of the fact that he's like the 45 year old man with a little bit of a gut. Well, no one could buy into the fact that he could beat someone like Brock Lesnar. What I love about Matt Hardy is that I remember Matt Hardy, like, first mm. WWE match I watched was the Hardy Boys versus the Dudleys. 
SummerSlam mm. TLC match. That was my first experience of WWE. So I remember him as that. And then my new experience of Matt Hardy was about two years ago when my brother just put delete, delete, delete as a comment. And I was just like, what are you trying to delete, man? <laughs> <laughs> he was just like, just, just look at Matt Hardy, mate. And I was that, like, what that, happened to Matt Hardy? <laughs> that's, that's one of the things. If Matt Hardy won the championship for like two minutes, for five minutes, it would be the greatest thing in the world. Yeah. But then you'd actually, once the actual moment had been over and you sat down and think about it and it's like, like this is terrible. <laughs> Like yeah, he wouldn't yeah. actually be able to win that. You know, yeah, he's, he's, they put they put Lesnar in a kind of position now where whenever he does lose the title, he can't just lose it like clean because he's he's gone over so many people. He completely destroyed Roman Reigns, and essentially there's very few people on that roster. It's like you you really got to bring match up to bring in some sort of new monster, which yeah. in terms of NXT, there's no new monsters. The only thing you could do is either. Bring in someone from like New Japan or something, like an Omega or an Okada or something, or even like a Goto, or he'd have to like lose it in a multi-man match where he doesn't get pinned, hmm. like a triple threat, like he gets thrown out the way and someone gets a cheeky roll up on the other person. Yeah. It's like that. I think that's the only way now you're going to get the title off him. I mean, I think that is a problem with like the big titles, and that was always a problem like back in the day. Mm-hmm. When you get someone who is physically big and they get the title it's like you kind of can't believe they're going to get beaten no. it was like Will Undertaker who came big show it was like if one of them gets the title that's why Triple H was so great for so long is because he looks like a normal he's big but yeah. he's the same as a normal guy he's the same height as a regular mm-hmm. person so it would have to be like a technical win whereas where it's like yeah you get throw against someone against big show no, no one's going to walk away from that. This, this, this is the thing I think about like Finn Balor. Like he's, he's under six foot. He's like under like 200 pounds. He's yeah. like, he's a very tiny person. Like he's ripped as fuck, but he's like a tiny, but in the world of wrestling, he's tiny. Yeah. And like people were like really complaining that like he won a match against AJ Styles. Then the next night he got beat by Kane. It was like, oh, he got beat by Kane. It's like Kane. All right. He's old and out of shape. But at the same time, he's like, seven foot tall and 300 pounds like in realism terms there's there's no surprise that he beat this like small man well I mean that that was like with the women's match tonight Mm. like as much as you guys wanted what's the face to win the goddess Alexa Bliss Alexa Bliss to win she is a tiny person five feet of fury then they put her up against someone who is much taller Mm. higher weight she was just getting flung around. Yeah. The like, only woman like, who normally, couldn't be on 205 normally, Live. Normally in wrestling, that the same the scenario in that is the small person is the good guy, the underdog, yeah. Yeah. and the big person is the monster that the underdog has to overcome. Yeah. But this was like one of those weird storylines where the big person was yeah. the person who was the, the cheered one, and they wanted them to win. It was it was interesting. I liked it. But yeah, this is why, like, like I said earlier, like Matt Hardy, like, yeah. on the one hand, people would love Matt Hardy to be the champ because, like, oh my God, Matt Hardy's the champ. But at the same time, you, just Matt Hardy is not going to beat Brock Lesnar. He's not going to beat Samoa no. Joe. He's not going to beat the he Undertaker. Time, he might in an match. Just because Matt Hardy brings the pageantry again. He's, yeah. he's made himself a character. That character may be a little <clears> deranged <throat> and <throat> needs some help. But, yeah. I mean, I'd like to see Brock Lesnar try and deal with Senor Benjamin. <laughs> I mean, we could, you know, as we looked up tonight, bring back Steve Blackman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who's now a professional bounty hunter. What intense man. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to wrap this up. I'm going to bring you in with a final question. 
which I'm going I'm to ask for some serious thought for. So if either of you were a wrestler, what would your wrestler's name be? And I want serious, like, pageantry names. I don't want, like, boring names. I'm the and what's your finishing, finishing move? I'm the icon, David Leet. Icon, David Leet. Okay. I'm the one true king, Nate Myers. <laughs> I don't know why, but you just seem to, like, have to up yourself. Yeah. <laughs> the one true king. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, well, you look back at wrestling, there's a lot of people claiming to be okay, kings, I, I think. you got a lot of king of the rings. I mean, I'm imagining... The king of kings. Would you wear a crown? Yeah, of course I'd wear a crown. I've got a full crown, full kind of king kind of robes and everything. See, I discussed this with a friend at work, and my gimmick would be the, the fax gimmick. The fax was like, you know, it could work as a heel off face. Yeah. You come out, you, you, you reel off some fact about the town. If you're a heel, you reel off like, oh, this town has the worst statistical like literacy rates in the whole of this country. Oh, boo. Or if you're a face, like, this town has got like the best sports team in the world. You're like, yay. So you got the, the gimmick can work both ways. Because you're a facts kind of guy, the finishing move is the information overload. <laughs> I mean, I like it. But <laughs> no, See, for me, it was... I mean, the one true king's got to deliver the, something impressive. The one true word. king has the royal execution, which is, you know, it's kind of a running kick to the side of the head, and whether WWE allow that on the moves list, who knows. But, like I said, there's a lot of people go with the old claim of king yeah. for a nickname over the years this is the kind of idea you come forward you know with the, the the strong connection to England and beef up the whole blue blood thing that right. and it's like you can go over you can start as a kind of classic heel work it I don't think you could be a face with that that role you could start I don't feel like you could bring in someone called the one true king and expect to get away with being a face I, I can I can work the whole face thing. especially thing in is, the US the thing I is though we all, we all know that at Wrestlemania the one true king would lose to the, to the icon David Leeds <laughs> I'm just saying because he's the Kurt Hawkins has the whole the best. facts gimmick going on when he did the face the facts promo and let's just say when, when was the last time he won a match so you, you could Good luck with that, but there's a strong success rate with kings of things. Oh, I'm, so, I'm sorry Jerry the King Lawler <laughs> loses to Michael Cole at WrestleMania. Look, I'm not going down the Jerry Lawler route, right? I'm, I'm going to be rocking, you know, the WWE Oh, King Booker, how did he do for WrestleMania 19? King Booker was one of the... People remember King Booker fondly, and, and the accent he put on for that role was amazing. And... Like I said, there's a strong success rate for kings, the place for them in the company. And I could vary it from the generic kind of, they're playing as the British bad guy, the heel, the one that's like, oh, you know, another kind of William Reel, another well, bad news Barrett kind of thing. You go over and... Go for the boring people to the death gimmick, yeah. 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 But <laughs> it's different. I bring the charisma in there somewhere. <laughs> slide it in, casually. Slide it in. And uh, you can put you, you can refer to you know the crowd as your kingdom, and you know or or peasants if you're being heel, and you know just do a lot of old tiny royal speak. I've already switched channel. I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, well, I, that's I like the thing. You would be at home watching a TV. Start a feud between the icon and the one two king. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> a bit <laughs> long. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah. 
That's fine. I'm, I'm, it's, 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 it's just this challenge is going on right now. I mean, we'll, we'll turn off the cameras and we'll, we'll, we'll still get. Not be fun. There's a table right here. Um, do you want another arm wrestle? <laughs> I do. Do an on-camera one. Oh dear. No, I'm not ending the show with an on-camera. <laughs> <laughs> My microphones are worth too much. Cool. Plus, we don't want to embarrass Sean. That's, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, seething hatred going on between the two. Yeah. Yeah. You can see him there with that smile on his face. You can't keep a straight face, right now. I think this is a good point to end on, with figuring out where you guys are and learning more about wrestling. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, we've we've seen WrestleMania, been swerved or yeah, or popped. Or well, I, I, was, I would we work so hard. We, we've we've seen darkness turn to light. Yeah, so it's now full on daylight outside. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, thank you guys for coming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's your house. My house. But but thank you for being on. And yeah. no. any, any last words, Nathan, for your fans? Since this is round two. It is round two. Um, <laughs> you know, I'll look into the camera now. I'll do the outro, please. Okay, all right. You you, you yeah. re wrap this up. We've enjoyed round one. Second most viewed video. Go back and make it number one. Don't worry, I'll help out with that. Share a link or two. This is round two, and you can kind of crop this whole area up. And if you want to skip past anything he says, go ahead. What's I'll to you guys He's not going to turn that off yet. Watch for round three.